Hello dear, this is Anne Ajadi with dear Anne and this is a Walk With Me series. We're walking the road to the cross this season, the way of power. We're finding out the power of resurrection. We are applying the same power to our everyday life. You're welcome, my dear friend, and this we've been looking at all kinds of stories this Lenten season, this Easter season. We've been looking at all the stories and the characters that surround Easter. And today, we're going to look at the ills of religion. I'm almost tempted to call it, help, religion lives in my house. Honestly, that's what I think I might just call it that help religion lives in my house. Listen to what Jesus had to say. The, and this is from Matthew 23, beginning from 20, verse 23. Jesus said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tent of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law and justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you blind tombs for the prophet, you build tombs for the t- prophet and decorate the graves of the righteous and you say if we had lived in the days of our ancestors we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophet so you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets i could go on and on and on but jesus at this point was confronting the religious hypocrites of his time they were the leaders the elders of the council they were the ones who made the rules as far as they were concerned they upheld the laws of moses but jesus was saying here that they were the ones who actually broke the law they would rather look good on the outside and whilst the inside is as rotten as anything I know this because I have interfaced with religion almost all my life. You know, when you're in that space where people would rather uphold the traditions of men, where they would rather, like someone would fast a hundred days, but will keep malice. Sometimes you wonder, why, how do you interpret the Bible? Which part of the Bible makes it okay for you to do what you are doing, for you to walk in your own ways and then 
think that God will somehow maybe look the other way whilst you are misbehaving or going against his will? Do you think that God will look the other way? What do you even think that God is? Now, before I go ahead of myself, I'd like to tell this story. There were years ago, I had um, a nanny. This nanny belonged to one of the religious um, sects. And those were the ones that you had to cover your hair. You women do not wear trousers. You couldn't wear makeup and you didn't watch TV. And so she would barrage me. I was her boss, remember? She would barrage me with how I was going to hell because I was wearing shorts at home and I was making up and I would um, watch television and all of that. And this lady, I have never seen such a dark soul in my life. And every time she did something really bad, something wicked, actually, because that's what I would call it. She would do something like you could ask her to run an errand. She would do like, say, bring, give somebody water to drink because she didn't like the person. She was likely to spit inside the cup before she pours the water. And this person will not wear trousers. They will tie their hair. They would fast. They claimed to be praying. And then I would be wondering, which heaven are you planning to go to? Because it definitely cannot be the heaven that Jesus came to prepare us for. And as God would have it, every time she did wickedly against me, I mean, she was... She was always like, oh, the way you are going, you are going to go to hell. All those kind of talk, you know. And every time she did something really bad, I didn't have to be there. It was as if God was always there to defend me. Like she would, um, she did have to go off duty once a month. So she would have stolen, taken things that didn't belong to her. And she would, she would make away with them. That's the day she will forget the whole thing, her own plus her own and the ones that she has stolen. She'll forget them in the bus that was taking her home. I mean, that happened a couple of times until she came and confessed. At first, she felt, she said that, ah, she thought that um, the, whatever the spirit that was um, dwelling in her madame was not of God, the spirit was what was what, you know, but at the end, just before she left her employment, she came and confessed that she realized that she had been wrong and that she was doing something that God was not would not approve of. She did not say that I was okay. She was still sure that I was going to incur God's wrath. She was sure that I was not in the good books of God and all of that. My response to her then would be that, you know what? Heaven has me as their member. That when we get to heaven, she will, if she makes it to heaven the way she was going, that she will see me there and I will be very happy to welcome her. But if she did not change her ways, she would find herself going to hell where the devil belongs. That is one story. 
But then in my world, I find religion all over the place, especially in today's world. People will pray long hours and yet they will give bribes in the office. People will fast and pray and yet they will deal treacherously with their spouses. People will sit in the front pews of church and yet they will lie through their teeth throughout the week. People will hold the Bible and swear by the Bible when they know that they are stealing government money. They are, they are, you know, risking people's lives, taking things that didn't belong to them. They would actually even come to church, give huge amounts of money. You know, they are full of activity. Just come to church. It's as if they have rewritten their own Bible. The Bible tells us of these people that Jesus was talking to. He called them whitewashed tombs. He called them hypocrites. He said that they will strain at gnats and they will swallow a camel. In other words, the small thing that other people are doing, they will look at that thing and it's as if, oh, you're going to go to hell with all of those things. They will be quick to pay their tithes, but then the weightier matters of the law, they will not do. They are the ones whose voices are loudest. They are the ones who neglect to the, the tenets of God. And they are the ones they are supposed to lead. They are supposed to be showing others the way, but they would rather go their own way. They would rather do their own thing. As if they think that the more so if i prayed long or i prayed loud then god would hear me like god is there for something or if i fasted you know those long fasts i don't white fast red fast whatever color the fast is if i did all of that it would change everything you know when people do that i often wonder do you think really think that god is fooled Bible says, be not be deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, that exactly what he will reap. God will not bend his rules for man. It does not matter. You can even be a knight. You know, in fact, I have another story to tell you. There is this friend of mine. He was in church every day. And come communion time, he would walk forward like he was the angel himself going to take communion. And trust me, from that church service, that guy is going to go away with someone who is not his wife. And whatever was done was not holy. Who does that? I can tell you, it's only religion. Religion hardens the heart. Religion makes you think that all you need to do is good works. So you have an orphanage, you have do some good works, pay people school fees, give to the poor and all of that. That does not remove sin. What removes sin is acknowledging Jesus. What removes sin is staying away from sin and embracing the cross. What removes sin is not laying before people laws that you 
cannot obey yourself. What removes sin is not pointing the accusing finger, it's owning your frailties. What removes sin is keeping to the terms of the covenant and not presuming that you can do as you like. All you need to do is pray some, especially us Pentecost stars. We think that just praying in tongues erodes the sin. Bible says God is too holy to behold iniquity. He didn't say whether iniquity is in the, his child or is in the outside world. Iniquity is iniquity. It does not matter who commits it. And I like the way the Bible says this. It says, woe. In other words, you are going to get what is coming to you and it is not good. For as long as you embrace religion, you embrace the work of men's hands, you embrace, you know, stoiling. Someone said, you know, there are 632 laws in the Old Testament. The Mosaic law is 632 in number. And you are supposed to keep all of it. The truth is, you can't even keep half. You can't even keep a percentage of it. I don't know how anybody thinks that just because you prayed for so long or because you shouted or because you called the blood of Jesus or called the name of Jesus. Do you not remember that there are some people that Jesus said, my friend, get behind me. I don't know you. They said, no, we did miracles in your name. We even prophesied in your name. Jesus said that you wicked ones. I don't know you. Period. I don't know you. You could have been doing all those things, but they were not coming from a good heart. They were coming from a religious spirit. A, a, a spirit that considers themselves righteous because they do the works of the law. That's not how he does. Jesus calls the teachers of the law. In other words, people who are supposed to know but they would rather hold on to their old ways. He called them hypocrites. He says that they are like whitewashed tombs. He said they look beautiful on the outside. They sing nicely. They have the garb. They have the language and all of those things. But inside the tombs are dead men, smelly dead men's bones with maggots and all. Everything is stinky. can look good on the outside. If your inside is rotten, you are rotten. Because your inside is actually what dictates who you are. So don't kid yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't pretend. God knows who is his. God knows when you are clean. God knows when you are dirty. Bible says that darkness and light are the same to God. He sees you. He was there. He was there. You know, remember, Elisha said to the servant, my eyes went with you. God's eyes goes with you. When you go and do all those dark, evil things that you do, or you do wickedly. And the Bible tells us how to behave in all our relationships. Masters, be careful. Fathers, be careful. Mothers, be careful. Children, be careful. You know, there are laws, there are rules. God's laid down rules for everyone. Religion has never taken anybody to heaven. So, my dear friend, if you are in religion, today is your day to do a turnaround. Leave religion where it is. Religion will just make a snake out of you. It will make a viper out of you. You cannot escape hell with religion whether um you operate as a prophet or whatever as a sage or teacher whatever if you are in religion understand this you are heading for hell you are heading for 
hell. And hell is was not designed for you. It was designed for the devil and his angels. It is now your decision if you want to go to hell and how whether you go or you don't go depends on what you do so how about you stop carrying load that jesus did not give you how about you embrace grace how about you walk with jesus the bible says jesus talking he says my burden is light my yoke is easy i'm not like them teachers or pharisees or keepers of the law who tell you to carry heavy load and they are carrying nothing no i'm telling you jesus walked this way he made it easy for us so that the things all you have to do you know they went to jesus and said ask jesus which is the greatest commandment jesus said look it's very simple love god and love your fellow man very simple You see all those 632 laws that Moses gave? Love God and love man. That is how to simplify it. Love God. If you love God, God will show you how to go. If you love God, he will lead you in the way to go. If you love God, he will show you how to love your fellow man. You will not be wondering how to do it. You will find you will find it easy to do. Life will be simple to you. You don't need to remember the to keep the law. The grace will carry you. I think that's an easier way to go, and I think that's the what any serious person who really wants to walk this way with God in the footsteps of Jesus. Just embrace Jesus. Let him lead you on a day-to-day basis. Let him show you the Father's heart. And let his spirit teach you what you need to know. Don't presume. Do not assume anything. Just follow him. Be like a child and follow. God bless you, my dear friend. I know that today you have said bye-bye to religion because the only thing that religion offers is burden and burden and burden and burden and burden it doesn't lead anywhere least to the to hell and you don't want to go to hell now i'd like to remind you again i hope you now have the book walk with me in the footsteps of jesus and strength for the journey the book walk with me in the footsteps of jesus actually talks about everyday life about walking this is our walk with jesus you need to know that someone has walked it before you need to have um the know-how you need to have the know-how and strength for the journey as knows that whilst you are walking you would have questions and all of that so strength for the journey already prepares you for that, those times that questions will come, maybe doubt will come, you will fear and all of those. Strength for the journey prepares you for that moment. So both books and many others actually, um, there's You Will Marry Well, there is um, God's Lady in Waiting, Heart Matters, Life Matters, Prayer Works, Navigating the Night Seasons and Soon to Come, Made by God, all of them written by Anne Ajadi. They are all available on Amazon. 
I want you to avail yourself of these materials. They would help you. I know that because they have helped me. It is the reason that I am still in the straight and narrow. The word of God keeps me going. I will leave you with these words, my dear friend. I love you, but God loves you more. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.